On today's show, Josh Eisenhower of DSAD and Drew Rosner of Media Options join us to discuss purchasing aftermarket domains. How do you go through a list of tens of thousands of domains and pick which ones to buy? And then, how do you know how much to pay for them? Stay tuned and enjoy. First, Serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. Finally, if you're a domain name investor, don't you have unique legal needs that require domain name technical know-how and industry experience? That's why you need Stephen Lieberman of Greenberg & Lieberman or Jason Schaefer of Esquire.com. Go search for Jason Schaefer or Stephen Lieberman on Domain Sherpa, watch their interviews, and you can see for yourself that they can clearly explain issues, can help you with buy-sell agreements, deal with website content issues and UDRP actions, and even help you write your website terms and conditions. Stephen Lieberman and Jason Schaefer are the lawyers to call for internet legal issues. See for yourself at Esquire.com or APlegal.com. Hey, Sherpa Network. Thanks for joining us today. Um, today's show, we're going to discuss how to purchase domain names, particularly um, expired or other aftermarket domains, um, or even um, a drop. Um, joining us today, we have Drew Rosner, uh, CEO of MediaOptions.com, and Josh Eisenhower, um, who you're probably familiar with from DSAD.com. He and Shane uh, submit the um, expired list. They put a ton of work into letting you know what great um, expired domains you might um, not be aware of or learning how to see what your options are there. Um, and Josh, I think it's super cool that you're joining us from your firehouse. Um, this, uh, the domainer lifestyle is so fantastic um, that you can do this while you work. Yeah, uh, I mean, don't tell my bosses. I don't know if they, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but there's nobody here to tell me not to, so. Hey, let's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I might, if I get a call, I'll have to go, but uh, is, there a, is there like an app I could, maybe while I'm driving down the street, I can, <laughs> I can pull, it up, pull up the app. <laughs> I want to see that. Yes, there is an app. And if you get a call and you do that, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be the most watched episode ever. <laughs> Josh is saving a life while filming Domain Sherpa. Just, you know, place your phone down by the side of the person. I get some kind of, get some, like, a, like a head mount for it. And yeah, exactly. Keep... <laughs> like a GoPro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Domain Sherpa GoPro version. Uh, uh, yeah, GoPro is a sponsor after that. Yeah. I see that coming. Well, Drew, you are on the island of Mallorca right now. Uh, what, what, if you had a GoPro, where would you take us right now? Uh, home. <laughs> um, <laughs> wherever that is. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. All right, so let's talk a little about ex expired or non-expired domains. Just your process, how you make some decisions each day. Um, Josh, I know that you have shared um, what I think is a very popular um, episode with, with that where you and Mike Seiger discussed um, what you do processing lists, right? 
Um, yeah, it, it was specifically about expireddomains.net, which is, is, I think a lot of people use it. You know, we tried to keep it secret for a long time, but <laughs> it didn't work. Um, but basically, it's it's a really uh, well-built site that, that takes all the feeds and puts them in. There's different ways we can we can uh, you can search and break them down. So yeah, that dealt with like how I go through it because it it is overwhelming when you first look at it. There's there's so many different filters and stuff and. And while there's no, you know, exact science to it or right way to do it, there's certainly different processes you can, you can use to break down and, and make it easier for yourself. So that's what that was all about. That's really cool. And I'll make sure to include a link to that um, so people can hear that if they want. What I really like about having the two of you on, um, I, um, and I like how you said it just before we started filming, Josh, you guys have a little bit different perspectives because you have different goals or interests in buying the domains. So Josh, you really like to dig very deep and look for the diamond in the rough that, you know, things that other people haven't bid on. Were you going to say something? Oh, no, no, I was, I was just agreeing with you, but yeah. Oh, um. Um, yeah. And, and, and then you were hilarious. You said, Drew looks for the topaz. Um, Drew, you, your real goal in buying a domain is what, um, is looking for what's sellable, what someone else is going to buy from you, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm a, a value investor, right? So I'm looking for um, names which I think have inherent and clear commercial value and then uh, trying to buy them at what I believe is, you know, anything from uh, 10 to 20% of what I think I could sell it for, ultimately. Um, sometimes we'll go, you know, higher than that. Sometimes we won't go that high, but... You know, I would say on average, I'm, 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 you know, we're looking for uh, a name, which let's say typically these days, uh, you know, if it's not something I think we can sell for at least $5,000, then I'm probably skipping over it at this point, um, which is probably actually the upper limit of what Josh is looking for. Um, maybe, maybe not. Well, so like I am, I'm not a like I've I've bought some 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 decent names some you know uh, I mean the most I've ever paid is ten thousand for a domain, okay. but um, I I'm not opposed to that like I I I I wish I did it more right finding really good good stuff for 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 value, um, but I I can't ignore the 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 model that's worked for me this whole time yeah and that's mm -hmm. and that's and so that's why I stick with it and it's kind of fun mm -hmm. I like getting I like finding the stuff that's that's not easily um distinguishable or i mean this that's why i told tess to bring you on i mean i, I think yeah. you're doing it better than anybody else that i you know that i'm that i'm aware of um and, you're, and that's you're a what machine. and it's it sometimes it makes me nervous to talk about it and to <laughs> to, to for other people from the from the point of view that yeah i don't want people to just blow money i mean i think you have to blow some money at the beginning just to, yeah. and, then, and then if it doesn't Part work, you, you try something else. But mm -hmm. I mean, like there's, I don't understand it. Sometimes when we have these, these submitted lists of, of names and it's like, like you, you must not have watched the last hundred episodes. And um, so I, what I, when I say I pay like close to $10 or $20 or, or reg fee for names, like, I worry that, you know, somebody's going to just go blow tons of money and do it without 
you knowing what they're doing or practicing and then they just like oh that doesn't work and i and i know and i know drew you like you frown upon that model and i think it's because so many people blow tons of money on it yeah. um so but, that's the but, primary reason i definitely i want to be super super clear about that there are absolutely exceptions i know several people who make a very good living hand registering names or chasing, you know, the bottom of the barrel, the stuff that, you know, got overlooked, getting names at, you know, $8, $12, not getting into, you know, bidding wars and, 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 and bidding up more desirable names. But um, there's a much thinner margin. You're, you have, it's a numbers game. So you need to have, you know, some some degree of volume for that for that model to uh, to make sense at least at, at any type of scale, and so therein lies the danger that if you're if you go about this too quickly and suddenly you've got you know a few hundred names or a few thousand names and then you know you got to pay renewals on those you can get yourself into a pretty deep hole that is very very difficult to get out of uh, you know when you start compounding that. Um, and so I try, I just generally, basically as a blanket rule, tell people, stay away from registering names, stay away from, you know, target high value names that a lot of people want, because that's a very clear indication that there is value there. And there's, if you need to get out of it, there will be somebody else who's willing to pay, you know, somewhere uh, in the realm of what you've paid. Um, but I definitely don't want to discount that that is a viable model. You are living proof, and that's why we have got you on here today. And I'd like to point out, if I may, each of you, your strategy works within something larger that I think sometimes um, the Sherpa Network, especially new domainers, can um, not be aware that you need a synergy. Josh, I heard you say something about you love it or you're passionate about it. Um, you love searching for the diamond in the rough. You enjoy it. So first of all, it's a hobby to you um, or a, a side business, whatever. But it's, a, it's something you're passionate and you enjoy. And Drew, you love bidding, competing, and winning. Um, you know, and so I see, like, doesn't, that speaks for something. So Drew is seeing who else is bidding. If other people are bidding, then clearly you can always sell this to one of those people or there's, there's a proof that people want it. And Josh has educated himself to enough of a degree that he can look for what people are not bidding. And he has the time in his situation to, and the enjoyment to go about it that way. So I think, you know, part of people choosing their strategy needs to incorporate what's their time, their resources, their passion. And like, Drew, you have a, a, a constant stream of people looking to purchase domains from you. So it makes sense that you can bid up a little higher on a domain or be the, the top winner when, you know, 50 people are bidding. And, and Josh, I want to hear more about where you find your buyers, if they come to you, if you seek them out. But mm -hmm. I just want to say to, um, to the Sherpa Network, as you're considering your strategy, remember those other parts of it. So, yeah, that's, a, you know what, actually, that's actually a really good point that I think has never been brought up on the Domain Sherpa show and that I don't necessarily want to publicly like sort of share, but, but it, I think it is important. Um, 
So to just put this whole thing in a little bit larger context, um, that is a strategic advantage that we media options has over other people who we might be uh, competitively bidding for a name for, or, you know, uh, we buy domains from other domainers often. Um, and, uh, you know, and then a year, two years later, you know, sell it to a whole, to, to an end user, you know, maybe that domainer was holding it for 10 years and then we buy it and a year later we sell it, um, you know, for, 10x and and people get you know all up in arms and they're you know well you know you're lucky how did you you know suddenly you know only you can you know suddenly buy that name and just you know you timed it perfectly now you flip the end user um first of all we almost never outbound sell our names but as tess mentioned we have a steady flow of people coming to us we have startups coming to us who are looking for a name we have VCs coming to us who are looking for names for portfolio companies. We have entrepreneurs constantly coming. We, we have a steady flow of people looking for these brands. And um, part of my English, but as my boss in the fish business used to say, you can't run a whorehouse without any whores. So uh, we need to have a stock of the type of names that these people are looking for when they come knocking on our door. And so obviously, um, we've got that strategic advantage that we've got the demand, we've got the steady flow of demand. And so if we can present them with a, a certain supply, it gives us a competitive advantage um, in order to turn that inventory over. So that definitely is something people should keep in mind. Uh, just because you see me bidding a certain amount for a name doesn't mean you should outbid me because I have some magic secret sauce. Um, uh, you Are know, you trying to get people to not bid against you? No, I mean, you know, <laughs> sure, absolutely. No, but uh, in all seriousness, though, um, there are people, and I've had discussions with certain people who literally, that is their strategy is, you know, not just me, but several other people. And they'll say, oh, okay, as soon as I see that username bidding on a name, I'm going to just bid on it because if they want it, then there's upside. Um, and you know, there's probably some logic to that, um, but there is a lot of variables. So, so the, the point of what I'm trying to say is that there are a lot of these variables outside of just the, okay, here's the name. This is what we think it's worth. And this is, you know, how much we're going to bid on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, go ahead, Josh. Well, Timing is probably the biggest variable in there, right? Yeah. I mean, exposure and marketing, but, but I mean, timing is you can, anything can sell at the, you know, the time's got to be right, though. Yeah. When we're talking end user, I mean, yeah. and these, these guys with like great names um, that they're very valuable. They, they just might not be anybody looking for them. It could be the you know one of the best names in the world. It's got to be the right person at the right time. Mm -hmm. So, I, 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 one thing I want to say, like, I I think we need to preface like that. You know, the, the, just because there's a lot of people bidding on it doesn't necessarily mean it's it could still be crap. Yeah. I mean, I see it all the time, like, like names going for a lot of money that like, and it's it, a lot of times it's those ones that on the surface, they look good. But then when you think about it, like nobody's ever going to use that for a brand. Right. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I, I it's like, um, you, you take this, take this guy, this, this person that, that can't identify decent names. And then you're like, well, I just go after this huge one. And man, I, sometimes I, I get nervous about that too. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just follow somebody. And so I think we need to 
you know, <laughs> you call so somebody and ask said, them. Yeah. 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 With that being said, though, like, uh, not that I don't want to steal the show from Tess here, but let's get into our process. Let's, uh, you know, the, no, I think sure. that's kind of the, the idea here is, is I compare, Great. you know, what I'm doing to select names and, and you and. Yeah. So these were good prefaces. Very, you know, you need to be careful investing your money. Um, let's do it. Um, Drew, you want to start us? Let's show us, show, show us your magic at NameJet. Okay, so I am going to uh, just sort of demonstrate basically what I do when I log into NameJet, um, which I do, you know, multiple times a day. But let's just say, you know, this is my once a day dig into NameJet, figure out which names I want to backorder and uh, how much I might want to bid on them. Okay, uh, if I may say, so, Josh, just because he's showing us this, you holler whenever you want. You, you Okay. Okay. I'll just, um, just shout out comments. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no especially problem. if it, they're profound. Uh, pro, pro, uh, I can't even think of the word. Profane? Uh, then I guess profound. it's profane. <laughs> profound, profane. Either of those are, are welcome. Profane or profound. <laughs> Maybe you could combine them. I don't know. Um, Drew, are you going to share your screen? I'm trying. Okay. All right. So how do I move this up here? Okay, here we go. All right. So I log into NameJet. And essentially, the first thing I do is I come here. So I, I you know, sometimes I'll see something to pop out on me on this front page. And I'll, you know, I want to, uh, like this one right here, XTFX, you know, it just popped out at me. I'm like, all right, you know what, boom, FX on the end, foreign exchange, you're talking about a high value industry, lots of players fourletter.com, low downside, high upside, boom, I love that. That's right in my wheelhouse, right? So let's back order that, right? XTFX, um, that will no longer be a value domain now that we're highlighting it. But um, in general, like that's the kind of fourletter.com I, I love, right? Because you've got some added value because it's FX for foreign exchange, it's fourletter.com. So you're, you, you know, ultimately most of these things are gonna sell for that sort of, um, commoditized fourletter.com pricing. Yep. And if you can find something that takes it from being just a generic commodity to being something which has got value added, like, okay, really it's like two letters with foreign exchange, then, um, you know, you're, you're, you're just, in, you're, you're slightly increasing your probabilities of a resale. And essentially that's the name of the game is, is you need to be, Increasing your probabilities of a resale and decreasing your downside. That's always what you're looking for here. So I know fourletter.com, if I'm buying fourletter.com in an auction, under most circumstances, um, you know, you're going to be within a certain market range. And so your downside is fairly limited and your upside, um, if you can identify something that will take this thing outside of its uh, commoditized value, then, you know, your, your, your upside is, is, is increased, right? So that's just one example right from the homepage. But basically Drew, I, what I gotta, I'm gonna do is, go ahead. I was a real quick question. So when you're, when you're in, in Namejet, are you differentiating the Namejet exclusive or the, from the pending delete? Because no, that was a pending I delete name. Yeah, I, that was a pending delete name. Um, I, I really don't care. The only thing I do care about is, um, you know, reserves. So if I see something that's got like just a really high reserve, I'm just going to skip over it because, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll still 
you know, putting the minimum bid just because I want to track it. I want to watch it. Um, but for the most part, I'm just skipping over anything that's got like a really high reserve, like CIA.com, um, you know, 700,000 plus, uh, reserve, uh, you know, that, that's not going to sell. The reason I bring that up is, is just so people understand that um, the, the pending deletes might not go to auction at NameJet. Uh, you know, they might be caught yeah, by dropping. Yeah. Wait, so, say it again so our viewers can hear. Oh, so so uh, there's NameJet exclusive inventory, and then there's the pending delete, which are just the, the names that are in the five-day um, pending delete period, and then at the end of that, they're, they're going to drop, right? So Wait, Which would say like pre-release. Oh, is that what they, okay, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so you're talking, um, you, you know, 80,000 names for one day compared to 5,000 of the exclusive inventory. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, and, and those, but those names can be backordered anywhere and probably Dropcatch is going to catch them, but. <laughs> Here, yeah, so here's, here's the thing. So that's a very good point. So um, for my purposes, um, and it used to be different, but for my purposes now, um, just because I, I limited time, um, I really don't care if it's expired, if it's, you know, public auction, pre-release, uh, whether it's going to be a dedicated, like, like for sure, even, you know, for sure it's going to be whether, you know, a name jet registrar partner name, or if it's just a, a, a general, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, pre-release expired name, which could go anywhere. Um, the reason I, I actually only back order for the most part, unless it's a name, unless I see a name where I'm like 1000%, I want that name. I'm going to back order it everywhere uh, to make sure that I'm in on it. For the most part, basically everything that is of value, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but pretty much everything that's of value either uh, will end up on Namejet or it'll end up on Dropcatch um, or, you know, GoDaddy expired. Um, but, I mean, as the pending delete, I'd say I'd say that the drop catch gets eighty percent of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, at least for sure. Yeah, majority of it does yeah. go to drop catch, especially because, the higher value. Because they've got the power, they have they have they have, they have yep. a, a ton of power behind the amount of registrars. Yeah. Yep. So, but the difference and the reason why I only focus on backordering uh, at Namejet is because I have the limited amount of time. And anything which, again, my strategy is different than yours, right? I'm only looking for sort of higher value names. And so anything which is of higher value, I'm relying on the market to do the rest of the work. And so um, somebody's going to backorder that name at, at, at Dropcatch. And right. yep. anybody oh, yeah. going that auction, right? So all I do is I, I'm watching Dropcatch auctions every single day, but I'm only – I'm rarely – backordering on drop catch because I know that if the high value name um, and it doesn't end up at name jet, you know, and, and it goes to drop catch, somebody else probably backordered it. And then I'll just jump into the auction. Um, That's a great point. It's, yeah. it's, it's an open auction, right? So anybody can jump yep. in at any time until the auction closes. Okay. So get whereas with name jet, if it's an expired name, if you didn't backorder it, you can't get in the auction versus something like this, like easym.com. So easym.com, easy marketing, easy whatever. Easy uh, marijuana. So this name ends in uh, three hours. Um, but I could bid, well, I guess I did backorder this one, 
but it, it, if we went to a different one, like let's find one that I did at public auction. I definitely didn't back order this name, right? So this name ends in three hours too. I did not back order this name, um, but I can still participate in the auction. And so that's how yeah, all the auctions are at Dropcatch. Right, yeah. Any, anything with public on it at, at Namejet, at anybody should be able to. Yep, that means anybody can jump in at any time until the auction is over. Um, whereas Dropcatch, anybody can jump in at any time on all their auctions, whether it's expired or it's an aftermarket listing or whatever. It just, anybody can jump in at any time. Okay, um, so I know you have the ADD, but go back. We haven't gotten here like, the first thing I do when I get to Namejet is, and then you did yeah, Sorry, I threw you off. <laughs> so, no, that's so okay. the first that's thing okay. you do, you just go to Namejet.com pretty much. You log in and you click the search button. Is that right? Yep. Click search. Okay. Yep. And then the first, first thing I do is I click on bidders. Right. And so I want to see more way. It's way more important to see the number of bidders. Um, and I want to sort from most bidders to least bidders. And the, the, this is a more relevant, um, factor than the high bid, right? Because if I click on high bid and you get things like CIA.com, it's like there's $700,000 bid on there, but the reserves $701,000 or more. So it's kind of just noise. Um, so you want to see right. what the market is speaking and people have interest in. So the top bid, yeah, so, AMZ.com you know, has a hundred years ago. Years ago, the market, there were much few, way fewer players in the market. And so, um, and most people were kind of waiting to the last second to back order names or, you know, everybody was kind of playing games. And now it's kind of futile to, to, to do that. So um, essentially, I'm looking for the names which are the most popular, which I judge by the number of bidders here. So I'm sorting by uh, most bidders to least bidders. And then essentially I'm going to go through the list all the way until I get to the page, which has, um, uh, I'm going to look at all the, all the, all the domains uh, which have two bidders or more. Okay. Let's look at five. Together. So here's page five. Um, wow, I mean, let's look at bidders. So it looks like, so here's the thing. So right now you've got a massive, uh, inventory of five number dot coms. So normally if I clicked on page five, I would already be at like getting towards the end of the domains, which have, uh, two bidders or more. Um, sometimes, you know, page seven, eight, nine, but for the most part, um, but because of all these five number dot coms and because that numeric market is just so big and you've got, you know, probably 5,000 Chinese that, want to buy those um you still got 20 bidders on page six let's see let's go out a little bit further because page one you know it's a little bit less interesting just because those are like the really obvious names if you know if you have 50, 50 people that want to bid on that name it's pretty obvious that name's got you know value um wow so you still got 14 on on page okay. 10 stop stop betterkitchen.com coffeetreats.com Oh, what, what, something, find something that jumps out to you. Uh, okay. So let's just wait for this next page to load. Oh, proxy. Okay. Bids. So yeah, I actually like that. That proxybids.com is a, it's a nice, uh, that's a nice name. Okay. Uh, so what would be your process? 
you're like, all right, I noticed that. Well, what do you do next? Let's, let's, yeah, so let, let, let's take this one. So whitenight.com, right? So that's kind of a common expression. Um, I don't even know what the meaning is necessarily. I assume it's something to do with like being a white hat sort of warrior, you know, um, for the general, you know, doing things for the, for the for betterment of somebody or something. Um, but my process would be this. So I would literally say, all right, whitenight.com. I like that name. I'm going to open it up in a new tab. Uh, I'm going to kind of just look at, okay, you got 13 bids. Estabot's only putting it at 700 bucks. I don't trust that. I know white, just the fact that I know the phrase whitenight.com, it's already got more value than 700 bucks. So um, let's go into Google. All right. And I'm going to do in quotation marks, white night. Right. And let's see what comes up. Um, kind of the first thing I like to do actually is come to news because that's going to give you whether there's anything trending, whether there's anything like happening, companies with news. So I'll be back shortly. I got to okay. go. I'll go, right, you... go save a life. Yeah, that's... All right. See ya. How exciting. Okay. Um, so you go to the news first. Yes. Um, okay, so for example, here's um, the Bendigo advisor. Police will set up a pop-up station in the intersection of 4th Street Hill and High Street during white night to help any members. Uh, I have no idea what that is, let's see. And this is, does it make a difference to you that this is a .au? Um, so it's an Australian news article? No, it just means it's probably something related to Australia, this particular article. But I'm just trying to identify what are the, what are the, what are the meanings? So like White Knight's event area has been, so this is an event, right? So White Knight is some kind of event. They're probably not, you know, if that was going to be my buyer, they're probably not paying a lot of money. So I, I don't really care. Um, Ganja White Knight. Um, another episode, uh, another, uh, uh, event. Um, okay. So let's come back here. Let's go back to all. So now you're not um, in the news, but just all Google search results. And the first yep. one is this. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out what's the commercial market for white knight. Who, who would, who would benefit from using this? Um, so the white knights are an, a kind of all night arts festival held in many cities in the summer. Okay, so this isn't local to that one city. It looks like White Knight is something um, uh, worldwide, it originated in Russia. Um, and it comes from a different phrase, Wikipedia says, where a white knight are those knights with lots of sun in, in you know, like when yep. you're in Alaska or something. Yep. So here we go, White Knight. Okay, may refer to astronomy, a night in which it gets never gets completely dark, uh, festival, riots, um, looks like this was a, a series, book. Um, like a television series, you got a book, there's a movie, another movie, another movie, video game, an album. Um, so what I'm hearing there, I like, I'm hearing range. It's not like there is only yeah. one buyer or only one place. Exactly. People in books and riots, both, yep. both like this term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitenight.com, it's got, it's got purpose, right? It, 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 there's, it's, it's an expression that 
you know, has some mind share already. Uh, and there's multiple use cases for it. I love this name. I'm yeah. back ordering it. Okay. Now the fact that, um, I thought at first that it meant a knight in shining armor, white knight with a K, but it isn't, it's just a knight like an evening. Oh, um, you picked up on that. I missed that. I actually missed that. I actually uh, had it in my mind, like white knight versus the black knight, right? Like, um, you're right. Yeah, white, white like the white knight and the black knight are with a K. Right. Yep. Yep. So yep I, totally I actually right. expected when you Google, I was keeping quiet the whole time. I thought when you Googled it, it would say, "Did you mean White Knight with a K?" But it yeah. didn't. Um, and um, so, does that affect like a, a, a potential misspell? Does that affect how much you'll bid on it? Do you think that affects the value as a brand? Um, I actually like it. Well, here's the thing. So I actually like the meaning with the K a little bit better. For example, it says, you know, in business, a white knight is a friendly investor that acquires a corporation at a fair consideration with the support from the corporation's board of directors and management. So that would have a tremendous amount of value to me because there was a lot of investors that would like to be identified as white knight, It'd be a great name for a fund, It'd be a great name for a VC, um, you know, private equity. So um, I like whitenight.com. Um, let's see what's on that domain. Uh, we're going a little bit deeper than I would probably go on a name like this, but I think it's a really good way to, um, sort of flush out what I'm looking for. So, um, it's owned by a domain investor and it's parked. Okay. So then I totally always go down this rabbit hole of, all right, let's find out who owns it. Um, domainiq.com. So I'm using domain IQ. All right. And it's listed for $700,000 and it's under privacy. Um, I could go and dig into it with the who is history, but I'm going to probably not do that on this show because I don't know if that would break any terms of service. Um, but um, it's owned by a domain investor and they're asking a lot of money. Um, if it was owned by a company, um, it would make me a little bit more interested in this one just because of the propensity for typos, which would add traffic and everybody loves traffic. So that would just add a little bit of value in my mind. If this white knight with the K was developed, it would add a little bit of value in my mind. Okay. Um, if this was the domain with the K, it would add a lot of value just because of the, uh, 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 you know, likelihood that it sells into the financial industry where, where names sell for much higher prices. Okay, so, so um, um, this is, um, I mean, this is, when we air this show, this auction will still be going. Do you want to talk about like what you would think a high bid to be or what your high bid would be? Or do you not want to talk about that? Um, yeah, so my high bid on that name, if it were an auction right now, um, you know, I generally, sometimes I'm thinking about like, what would I bid on this name? But basically my primary filter um, is really just, is this a name I think I could sell for five grand or more? And in this case, I do. I think that, you know, it, it, this isn't a slam dunk by any stretch, but it's, you know, it's a name that I would expect to sell for five grand or more. Okay. And one of the ways that I just sort of the really, really quick way of deciding, is this a name that could likely sell for five grand or more is coming down here, looking at exact match searches. So you're so on exact Estabot? match only. I'm on Estabot. 
right? And I don't really care what they're valuing the name at, right? They're valuing it at 730 bucks, which I already said is, I think that's bogus. Um, it's taken in the .com, it's taken in the net org and the info. Biz and US are available, but those are both pretty much worthless. So um, uh, I'm gonna scroll down and I've got 8,100 exact match searches. I've got a cost per click of $1.75, right? So that tells me, you know, there's more than $5,000. There's more than $5,000 in value here, right? Okay. Just super really, without getting into the science of it, just really simple and, and obviously, you know, do your own due diligence. Um, but this is one of the ways that I just make very, very, very quick decisions when I'm looking at a large list of names is does the name have more than 5,000 searches a month? And is the cost per click a dollar or more, right? If the cost per click is less than a dollar, then I want to see at least 10,000 searches. Okay, and if the cost so per click is more than a dollar, then, well, actually, I really, I, I want to see 5,000 searches anyways. Unless it's like, you know, I don't know. Is a brandable, something made up brandable that could be, could be a brand, right? Okay. And just to clarify, you're talking about exact searches. Go, go back to Estabot, can you? Or you closed it? So I closed it. On Estabot, just to note, the brackets there are to show that it's exact. And if you have a question about what it means, like he's saying 8,100 searches, that's monthly searches in Google. And, and each of the little question, there's the little I for info over to the right. So just, just to point, point that out um, for anybody who's newer to it. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so actually, so even though we've talked about it a thousand times on Domain Sherpa, um, it is something that people still get confused about. Exact match searches means how many people per month are going into Google, this is only tracking Google, and typing in uh, a particular key phrase, a word, letters, an acronym, whatever it might be, whatever's in these brackets here, okay? How many people are typing in that and that alone? So not what is white knight or white knight Russia or uh, when is white knight, right? It's just white knight, nothing more, nothing less, okay? Exact match searches. That's what 8,100 represents, okay? Cool. Um, broad match, where you see 368,000 is things which incorporate white knight or are related to white knight, but are not, uh, but is not an exact match search of white knight, right? There's 360,000 other searches beyond the 8,000 exact match searches. So the exact match is part of the broad search, but broad search is you know, inclusive of many things uh, beyond just the exact phrase, okay? Which is why we only look at really exact match. Now, seeing a high number on broad search is also meaningful. It's, it's, it can be telling, it can also be very deceiving, but having a very high number of broad searches does give you some implication that there is use in commerce and use in culture, which is what I always come back to as what drives the value of a domain name. Use in commerce, use in culture. And so uh, a high number of broad searches means that there's people searching for it in uh, conjunction with something else, which has some propensity to uh, indicate use in culture, use in commerce. Yep. Okay, 
Um, one thing that people often confuse these numbers with is Google search results. So a lot of people email me basically every single day saying, um, oh, but I watched, you know, I watched Domain Sherpa. I saw your formula. Um, I've got this domain name, whatever it is. And uh, I typed it into Google and it has three, three million, uh, no, three billion, 380 million search results. And they're like, this domain must be worth so much money, right? And, and I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, you know, and then I realized, oh, they're talking about Google search results, not Google search volume. So when you do a Google search for whatever it is, okay, uh, even if you look up something absolutely ridiculous, like um, red bear candy cone, I, I, I'm just making weird things up, okay? There's still 14 million <laughs> results for red bear candy cone, whatever the hell a red bear candy cone is. Apparently it is a thing, um, unfortunately for the world. So, um, anyways. Yeah, so you're talking about the Rosner equation. Your equation for how you calculate value is based on how many times a user of Google is searching for that, not how many times Google says there's some Documents that includes that term. Okay, let's go back exactly. to name jet. Find it. Do you want to tell us what you're going to bid? How you calculate what the value would be here? What you would bid on White Knight, or you want to go on to the next domain? Um, yeah. So I mean, that you know, that's a little bit more in depth. Um, you know, I think in this particular case, like with White Knight, it's not going to be a real high value name. But it's one of those names, you know, that I'm gonna probably put in the five to ten thousand dollar category, and so I would be looking to spend um, probably no more than a few hundred dollars. Like I probably wouldn't want to go beyond two hundred and fifty dollars for this name, maybe three hundred and fifty dollars. You know, I was saying earlier that I like um, to find names which I'm paying between ten and twenty percent of the value, um, sometimes more, sometimes less. You know, in this case, I'm probably a little bit less than that because it's at the lower end of the of the um, value spectrum. But um, yeah, I think it's a name I'd sell for five to ten grand. I don't think it offers much liquidity, um, and so therefore, I would want to be in the lower. You know, probably maybe more like five percent of what I think I could sell it for. And so, you know, five percent of the lower end of what my value range is, which is five thousand, puts us at two hundred fifty bucks. So, you know. Um, I'm not going to put a $250 back order price, um, but I'm going to put the minimum bid in and then I'm going to wait for it to go to auction. And then I'm, you know, I'd probably bid up 250 bucks for this name. Okay. Maybe, cool. maybe a little bit more, you know, in the heat of the moment, you never know. You know, if I see, uh, you know, somebody that I bid against often, uh, bidding against me, then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go a little harder. Like, you know, um, if it's, uh, you know, if it's Schilling or Mike Mann or, or Amar, you know, I'm going to throw an extra bit on there just to chap their ass. So, um, <laughs> so again, that's your passion. <laughs> Welcome back, Josh. Um, thanks for doing what you're doing. Um, so I just drove down the street, got canceled and came back. Like I wasn't like, <laughs> huh? I mean, this yeah, they didn't go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say they, they didn't need me. 
Um, so they, they canceled me um, before I even got there. So I just kind of just did a, a big loop and came back. I mean, <laughs> domains is the coolest industry ever that you can have this lifestyle where you're, you know, investing in between your calls. It's awesome. Yeah. Huh, good for you. Um, okay, Drew, pick Here's up an interesting one. Silk Road. Oh, with so the dash. Silk with the dash, yeah. So silk-road.com. Yep. So that immediately jumps out as interesting. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Uh, well, you know, I, it's not even necessarily interesting that I, I, I want to bid on it because obviously nobody is going to build a business on this. Um, but I'm more curious about like, you know, which isn't necessarily something we need to do on this show, but I just, it's one of those things I'd love to dig in and see what, you know, whose name was this? Was it being used? What was it being used for? You know, why are there still 135,000 people a month searching for Silk Road? Um, even though, uh, you know, the guy's in prison. Um, okay, you know, that's a rabbit hole. An interesting name in general. Yep. Sometimes doing that, that type of weird diligence leads you down a rabbit hole that'll lead you to something else. Sometimes they're very profitable rabbit holes. Um, in this particular case, you know, I have zero interest in, in, in buying silk-road.com just because it has no chance of selling to, a, uh, to an end user. Um, so you tell me, do you, 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 but what, do you want to go to Josh? Or yeah, you Josh, wanna, you want to show wanna ask more about what I'm doing here? I want to hear more, but I also want to give Josh a turn, especially if you might have to leave. Josh, yeah. do you want to show me something, show us something you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so I use expireddomains.net. Do I have the screen share yeah. function? So yep. if you, yeah, just scroll your mouse down and you'll, it'll create a little menu and you'll see share screen. Here, let me, uh, you'll see a green share screen box. If you put your mouse over the video thing. Okay. There you go. see it? Yep. Is this uh? Yep. Coinsbridge.com. I like it. What's it? Oh. Coins. So I'm going re to reset what I was. So what I was doing there is I have a, a I have lists of keywords that I'll run through. Um, expired domains. You can do thirty at a time. So I and I so I do it by length with those. So your eye, my eye, can see the 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 domains easier instead of jumping back and forth. But I mean, so let's compare. Um, how I do, I'm going to move this up a little bit. So if I go to Namejet, oh, whoops, Namejet. Um, I just want to, just real quick, I'll contrast how I do Namejet um, with what, what Drew does. Cool. Um, and that'll, that'll show this tool. And then I can, I guess we can go into like how I look for, you know, the pending deletes and the um, like GoDaddy stuff. But so, so I just, this is, there's 215,000 names that are exclusive inventory for Namejet right now. So this doesn't have the pending deletes. Um, and so it also, it has the, uh, the ones with reserves and the public private. Um, so say I wanted to, I, I was looking to, to do three letters, right? Hey Josh, I'm just gonna say for the people who are listening and not watching. So you're on expireddomains.net and all you've right. done so far is click on the Namejet button and you have the 215,000 results you mentioned. So keep right. going. So there's nothing filtered. Um, 
let's say I wanted, you know, there was, there was all those, um, the five ends that were, that were going, there was tons of them. If I, if I wanted to be in on all the five end auctions, I think they were public anyway, but, um, if they weren't public, so I, I could just go to here, go to numbers, um, hit enter, and it's going to give me all the five number stuff. And you can see most of them have reserves, but there's, there's, there's 2000 right now. So I could, I could, I could, pull this off in a, in a, a text file and then Radio CD has a reserve. What's that? Ah, over the right. Yeah, there are. Okay. Yeah. And this is, this is a feature that they just added it into their data feed before they didn't have it. You never knew which name had a reserve or not. So, yeah. it was so when I'm going through it for myself, I filter out everything that has a reserve. I don't even want to look at it, you know, because it, I'm not, that's not what I'm looking for, but this yeah. is, so if, if I was doing that, right. Um, because I'm looking for names that other people aren't going to target, I could do whether with five ends. So anytime there's a metric or, or like a length or the, of, of the number or a single word or age or like th those are the ones that are people, everybody's going to find, right? It's not like, it's not like a five ends going to slip through, right? So, um, if I, if I want to narrow it down to, to the names that are expiring and not, well, it, it doesn't necessarily mean they're expiring. It just means that they didn't put a reserve on them. There's 73. So we're from 2000 to 73. Uh, and I, I, I forgot to, so I'm going to go, I just want .coms, right? We're, we're not buying 5n.orgs or anything crazy like that. So, so now you've changed your filter to be anything on Namejet with no reserve. That's a .com. And yeah, a number. Um, right. So then now there's only, we're down to eight. And it's only okay. numeric. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. So that so went from 2000 to results to eight results. Right. Okay. But if I wanted to be in everything and I didn't care, I could just, I could just upload that, go to the bulk um, back order and put all of them in Namejet. If I just wanted to keep track of them all or like, and, and so I can do the same thing with 4L, 3L, whatever. Anything that's you know clearly defined has a clearly defined uh, metric, or you know it's we can we can search for that and pull them all. So what what I do is a little bit different in Namejet or anything where I have to where I'm going to be potentially bidding or paying a, a higher price than registration. I'm going to I, I look at them a little closer. Like I'm I'm willing to just throw stuff around if it's, if it's just reg fee as opposed to, to, um, to like name jet where I'm paying 70 bucks minimum. So um, one of the, one of the things that, that people I think have this, this um, preconceived notion or, I mean, it's, it's, there's validity to it, but that, that the older ones are always better. There's a higher concentration of good names that are older right? But there's, there's still lots of good names that have new registrations because everything that goes through pending delete and drops gets a new, new date. Yeah. The problem is there, you have to go through a lot more crap to get to them. So that's why it's always easier to go by date because you find there's a higher concentration stuff sticks out. So what I do is, is I'll like, we're sticking in name jet here. So say, um, We'll, we'll make it max of 15. I always put one vowel mm. because I don't want just a, you know, crazy 
six consonant Chinese So you're name. changing your filter to be no numbers, no hyphens, dot com only, 15 in length, and at least one yeah. vowel. Maximum 15 right. in length. Okay. So just right. just as a comment, I always use, I always, I actually generally use 11 characters as my max, but 13 characters is actually a very meaningful number. It's not, it's not uh, ambiguous. 13, I think it was something, there was a, there was a report from, um, you know, one of the big agencies put out a report and it was something like, it's like 97% of um, global brands are under 13 characters. Right. Uh, yeah, so, I wrote an article on that. Um, yeah, um, I'll try to find a link. I, and, I, and I agree, um, but there, there's just some words that like, yeah, to describe the business, they don't fit into that, you know, yep. just because it's a bigger word. Yep. Um, and again, you know, like I am not. Parinsurancequotes.com. Yeah, I'm not shooting for the global brands. I, I mean, sure, I want them, but when I'm at this level, and maybe I get some, maybe there's, um, you remember, I, I was telling you about vcrypto.com? Yeah. Um, so I picked that up for eight bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Did you sell because it? I found it. No, I still have it. I haven't sold it yet. Remember, I, I had an offer, and I, I ran it by you. I made and, you, and an you offer. Yep, you made me an offer too. Um, but I, I, I mean, but it's we're taking a little bit of a downturn now. But I, I think that's a great V Crypto. I think that's a great brand for something. Yeah. Right? So. Yep. Um, but I, but I had to look and find it. Um, and, and the registration date was like you know the the year was 2017 or something. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. But in any case, so um, what what this so. The, oh, the other thing I'll do is I'll, like, I'll, I'll do end date, right? Like we'll do today. Okay. That, that pairs, so I'm not looking through everything. Okay. And, and your filter also says no reserve auctions still. What's the difference yep. between length and characters? Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So the, they have oh, uh, two filter options. Oh, it's. So I could, I could filter it so that if I'm doing like um, th three, three numbers in one letter, you know what I mean? And that's all I want for some reason. Okay. I, it, it's, basically, it's basically taking the database and then you can break it apart however you want. So, and then, yeah. uh, like, so some it's of an stuff option like if you want uh, only yeah, yeah, like so. LLN or something that you could filter. Well, that way. So, say I just want to do four character um, dot coms, right? I'm just going to do this, right? And it's going to pull all the four characters up. I don't got to, I don't have it. I don't need any other filters. So. Um, okay. Let's stay back on track. So show us your 15 yeah, yeah. length, no reserve. So, so what there's a couple different ways I do it. If it's a big list, I'll break it down by specific length, like, um, like depending delete. So if I take it out to care, if I put all those filters on depending delete, there'll be about 40,000 or 50,000 names. And, and when I do that, I'll break it down into length. Like I'm going to look at all the seven character names and I'm going to go through it that way. Um, since Namejet I can, is only 50, you know, it's only 2,000 or 3,000 names now, I can go by length or I can go by age depending on time, right? So, so now I got... Um, what do you mean depending on time, depending on how much time oh, you have? Yes, because because the higher concentration of good names are are in the older ones, I can go through and find stuff that somebody might not back order 
um, in in the older stuff because of the, because it's a the higher concentration it means I don't have to spend as much time going through it. Like you know, so if I really want to break this list down, and remember, there's like there's ten of these a day, right? You know, you got you got the GoDaddy, the, the GoDaddy closeouts if you wanted, depending the lead. The so you can't. I used to try to go back and catch up if I missed something, especially with the, you just got to keep, keep moving Rolling. on. And the, and the other thing I do is, so say I like stuff and I'm just going to, I highlight it. I, I, all that research that, that, um, that Drew did when I was on that call for that one, like, I don't do that. I'm not, I'm not bogging myself down. To me, it's about speed at, at this stage, right? I'm just going to go through, I'm going to look at stuff later if I want to take an extra look at it. But I never, if, if something catches my, my interest, I just click, I, I save it. Okay. What, I highlight. what catches your interest right now? So um, like the B mass or whatever that is like I'm just on an initial, on an initial look, it's got, you know, it's, it's CV, CVC. It's got an old registration. I'll look at it. It's got some search volume. I might highlight that and come and, and come back to it. But I'm going to go down. Okay. Um, so I, and then you know, you're the strategy. Um, kind of changes as you're like a roga. I don't know what that is, but it could be a brand. I, I'm just going through and, and pit pay. I don't know what pit pay is, but so it's just stuff that, that sticks out to me right away that I'm going to take a second look at, but I don't want to bog myself down with time. So but I can also look at the. Yeah. So it's not just the name that's sticking out. It's the combination of the name, the reg date, the search volume. Um, it, it, I, so here's the other extensions. I can, I can, I can sort it by how many extensions it's registered in. Um, I'd like to say that, that sometimes I, I, I want to just get rid of the other stuff and look at the name because I don't, I think sometimes I'm influenced too much by that other junk. Like, you know, I, I want to get to the point where I see a name and I'm like, that's good. And I have confidence in the fact that without any other metrics, I think it's a good name. But you know, I feel like a lot of, yeah, but a lot of beginners, I think really need to look at those other metrics to help them. And as you so, get more advanced, then you can start. They do. They do. But what I see a lot of times is that it throws them off because they're going to say, they're going to look and say, look, Oh, look how much search volume this has. And, and, and it's going to be crap. It's, it could be a typo or, or, or it's just something that nobody's ever going to use as a brand. So that's, that's why I, yes, they should be using those metrics, but you need to, you need to understand the bigger picture. Like, uh, you know, there could be could be a decent name, right? But but is it in an industry that's going to buy a name for anything over a thousand bucks? You know, like yep. okay. Let's um, find two more that stick out to you. Okay, I, uh, I mean, just going to the other. So, how about I um like so? Say I went down through that and I and I I um checked out the length and I got so then then maybe I go to I could do search global search volume I have in there. Um, I just want to show you a couple of different ways to sort it really what quick. What is his that I would BL number? Uh, um, backlinks, I think. Ah, okay. So, oh yeah, I, I do, I have backlinks in there. Um, but I always, I always look at the, this is the different, the CCP is the amount of different C block, the C block diversity. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if you have like that, that one has, and it might be legit, it's 1996 registration, but it's got 18,000 backlinks but it's only showing 27 unique c block ips yeah right? so, so it's only 27 domains which are sending 18,000 backlinks to that well 
So, but it, well, it could be it could be a thousand domains, but they're all link farmed and coming from the same ah, IP. Interesting. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, so that's showing me that they're all in different servers. The domains that are pointing to it with the backlinks. Interesting. So, okay. So, so yeah. So C block is the last block of the IP address. You just, you just, you just, you just taught me something. Yeah. So, and, and that's, so that's when, when you, when you see those names, especially with the newer registration date and you've got all these links coming into it, but, and there's no IP diversity, it's probably from a link farm where they, yeah. it doesn't matter. You could have a, you could have a, a thousand links, backlinks coming in with a thousand different root domains, but if they're all coming from the same IP, the same person owns them all and Google yeah. knows that. So okay. that's, that's so why. So is that what's happening? Cabotaudio.com? That's got, uh, is, is that what you're saying? Or that's not? Because that, that has a great Alexa rank, but. Yeah. So I, I actually don't know what, all of these things out here would just be, be items to clue us in to look farther if we were looking for yeah. uh, a traffic type thing, right? So we, I want to use like, um, like, well, I, I just watched the, like Moz, the Open Site Explorer, or um, or Ahrefs to 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 look at it because I'm not just going to look at I'm going to I'm going to look at this and say wow that's got a lot of backlinks, it's got a decent amount of diversity in, in C block IPs and um, but now we want to look at anchor text and spam keywords and stuff so we can we can use if we were going for names that have traffic and backlinks right I don't even yeah. do that anymore I don't even mess with that I just want the name for the name value yeah. Um, okay. Hey, um, but, did you see our show where we had Moz founder Rand Fishkin on? Yeah, that's I just watched it not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. But, Anything you wish we'd asked him? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure because I don't really know. Like once it's, it's, it's a whole different world, really. Like once you're getting into Google, like, um, and, and, and like, like take Moz, like Moz open site explorers is analyzing the, the, down to like where these links it's it's putting a rank on it a page rank it's a, or a domain authority page authority and you know it's it's kind of judging the, the the juice coming into that domain but it's really it's really just a whole different ball game right it's a whole different business it's a whole different and it's i don't know how much value anymore like so you know a couple of years ago the, all these domains were getting bought up for like um private blog networks yeah. Right. So you, you would buy these and then you'd build a new site on it and then you'd have them at different, different on different servers. So you could point to your money site and basically boost your money site. Yeah. Um, they still have value with traffic, but I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about that. And I, like I, I delved into it for a little bit. That's actually how I got into domains actually huh. buying and selling domains is, is, trying to like I was doing stuff on marketing and looking into that angle of online business. And that's when I came across domains. It, it initially Which was the, why, like sometimes you're on GoDaddy and you'll see like some name that looks like it's absolutely worthless. And there's like, like a couple thousand dollars or a few hundred dollars. And you're like, well, what the hell's going on? And it's generally because of the backlink profile and they're looking for the SEO juice or, or maybe they had, traffic. But, so GoDaddy puts traffic numbers up, but like I've, I've had domains that have gone through the auction process. I mean, expired and gone through their auction process and sold for hundreds of dollars. And I know all the traffic was crap. Yeah. Like I know it was all bot traffic. Yeah. Yeah. GoDaddy is making a killing with the traffic numbers and with the valuation. Yeah. Yeah. Those traffic numbers are definitely not to be trusted. Nope.
And, and it's because of bots going to them or because you're not clar- clarifying or qualifying the traffic. Well, so I'm sorry I kind of sidetracked you, Josh. So you've okay, right. two or three domains here. Um, what would you do next now that they've caught your attention? What's your next step? Okay, well, so um, I just want to, just real quick, I'll, I'll touch on like some of the other ways, like the, the age, I can do search volume. Um, and, and sometimes I'll go through a list a, a couple times, right? So... Um, then what the, then what I would, I would do if we're talking specifically Namejet, I'm going to highlight them. I'm going to, well, I'm going to go to the, the, the ones that I have saved um, by whoops. Um, going to, I don't even know what I have saved anymore, but I'm going to only watch list and then it's going to give me just the ones that I've highlighted. And then I'm going to copy them and then I'm going to paste them in a spreadsheet and then so I don't bid on them until I don't put a back order in a name jet until 1159 Eastern time, because that's and a lot of people do it. And then there's bots that do it too. But because, because of, of what like drew, what drew does is, is look, there's a lot of people that are only looking at the, at the bids. Right. Yeah. So, Anything with a bid comes on people comes on the radar yeah. on any auction platform. Like yeah. I, you know, GoDaddy. I'm not bidding on GoDaddy till there's a bid. I'm gonna try to. The problem is, all these all these things have APIs that'll 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 catch it. You, you know, like there's a GoDaddy API that if I, they'll wait till it doesn't have a bid and they'll pick it up as it goes to closeouts. Yeah. The, the same thing with same thing with Namejet. There's names that, that it'll just the API will put bids on them all at the last minute. Um, the, the, what I don't like about Namejet, what, what makes it, what, what I wish was easier is if there wasn't this two step um, time frame that I have to observe. So I got I gotta set, I have an alarm set on my phone <laughs> for, for quarter of 11 and then a minute before. So that I remember that gives me 15 minutes to go through the list if I forgot. And then at, at, 11:59, I can I can hit enter. Um, but then, it, so then if it goes to auction, I gotta remember some other time throughout the middle of the day in three days. So that's what I don't really like. It's like all these different time frames I gotta hit to to make sure I have don't give anybody the the heads up to what I'm bidding on. You know, um, that's what I don't like about it. But. Mm-hmm. That's why I suggested to them too that I think that um, like the, the first bid should be like, say you get a $20 discount, right? If you made the first bid on a name, you get 20 bucks off. Then I would put bids in all the time because there's be some benefit to it. But I think a lot more names would sell. You know, if I was selling private names because they would show up on the radar, but you would get some advantage for, you would get some benefit to be in the first one to bid. Yeah, it's a, just an idea, but. Man, so you, I'll tell you what, expired domain should be giving you commissions because like you've just convinced me, like I'm totally, as soon as this is over, I'm getting a membership with expired domains because so like, I didn't like, I was going through the like sort of one by one process of what I do on Namejet, but yeah. um, really what I'm doing is I'm, I'm going to just take the whole slew of all of the names, which are in the sort of, um, galaxy of names that I would be interested in. So domains with more than two bids, copy and pasting all of them into a spreadsheet, 
then running them through Estbot, and then using the Estbot data, which is, you know, this actually has even more data than what Estbot's got. Um, and, you know, then doing sorting by a, a million different ways. So I, I'm gonna sort by um, search volume first. And so the names of the highest search volume, checking out those, looking at whether or not they've got a reserve. If the reserve looks realistic, I'm gonna back order it. Um, looking at uh, oldest names, and uh, you know, th these are the different filters I'm using. So similar to what you're doing, I'm looking at search volume, then I'm looking at age, then I'm looking at CPC. So I'm looking at you know, some of these names that might have like really low um, search volume, but they're in an industry with crazy high CPCs, and I love those. If you can find something that's like just a really good brandable, even if it doesn't have a lot of search volume, but it's in an industry with like really high CPCs, great name, like you wanna have some of those. Um, like if you were to, you, you took off all your filters now, right? Or no, so what I did, what I did now is sort, sort by CPC. Okay. What do, just real quick. What these are, are names that have at least three extensions registered. Okay. So that's how I just, so, so, so but also you can go up this. Yep. Yeah. And so I always tell people that like, don't get, don't get stuck on that, that it's in multiple I mean, because somebody could have re registered a crap name in, in five different extensions, right? But it, but it, these are all other metrics to look at, that, yeah. right? So it, 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 these are just things. We're looking for things to try to narrow it down to look at and to help us. Incremental. It's incremental. Yeah. Each thing builds on the next, right? Like, so there's yep. one, whoa, one. Whoa, wait. One, Vulcan. Oh. Vulcans? What? Huh? Yeah, Vulcans. Yeah, Spock. That Spock yeah. is coming up for auction. I mean, that jumps out. Vulcans.com. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just switched to CPC. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, doctoralprogram.com. You know, twenty dollars CPC. Great name, but it's probably got a high. Oh no, no reserve. Yeah. No so, reserve. So and keep in mind, this is this is just for the stuff ending today. Right. Like I think that filter's still on, right? Oh, miracle moving, and there's great CPC yeah. on moving. I want a miracle when I move. You know, yeah. don't we all? When I just close my eyes, go to sleep, wake up, and I'm moved. That's great, mate. I mean, like even like canine school is not horrible. Yeah. You know, it, but that, that only has a search volume of seventy. But it's I mean, it's not horrible. It'd be like you know, you could, somebody has a, uh, um. That, the, one one thing I did find too. What does that stand for? What's that? C O next to C P C. Oh, so that's 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 your um your ad competition in Google, right? Ah, okay. Which, which is significant, right? So CPC could be $100, but if there's no ad competition, then you know, nobody's yeah. bidding on that keyword. Yeah. Why so, shoes? <laughs> of course there would be high competition on that. That's same, the, I, I bid on that. If you're using this tool, one, one thing to consider though is it will, and I think Google across the board, if it's pulling from that API, um, Google across the board will, will link or will, will um, mesh um, misspellings in with the, with the, with the regular word because it's just associating it with that word. So like you might have thousands of um, search volume. It's, I have it on global search. You can, you, can, you can put it on local, whatever. I have it on global just to give me some kind of broad number, mm -hmm. but it's, it, it might be a misspelling that Google, it's one of the misspellings that, that Google is just gonna push it into the other, the other word, right? So you just gotta watch that. Yeah. Um, cool. So. Yeah, there's a, 
you know, the hundreds of ways to do it. But like I said, when, when I'm going through a big list, because we haven't even gotten to pending delete, right? I, it's, it's got to be about speed for me within these, within these parameters. But I, I got to tell you, like, I find a lot of good stuff that doesn't show up anywhere on any of these, these, these metrics. And that's why I get them because nobody else is finding them. You know, and that's one well, of the things I, that again, you're finding yeah. those because of your experience looking at thousands of names every day for years on end. Well, versus, yeah. yep. you know, yep. um, that's definitely a learned skill. What, what, it, what I think people can learn it. And one of the things I suggested uh, when, when, when I did that, uh, the, the webcast with, uh, with Siger is like, I mean, I, I think if somebody wants to learn this, they need to take like one day's list and go through it for five days, the same list. And yeah. just, just pr- learn, learn, to, learn to pick out stuff. I mean, and some, maybe you just don't, some, like say you're, I think people that are like good at Jeopardy are, are, are good at finding, because you have a little bit of knowledge in a lot of different areas, right? Yes. And so you can see stuff, you see stuff that's gonna be, have value that maybe other people wouldn't, so. You know Yancey? Uh, no, what's Yancey? Has traffic. He, he does a, it's a no click, um, no click, uh, traffic network has traffic.com. Um, Yancey was a jeopardy champion. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah, he, was super so cool. young. he was like super young and he was a jeopardy champion. Yeah. I, I just use that because like, those are, those are people that have like, you know, they're all different the categories. They don't specialize in anything, right? Their categories are all over the place. Their knowledge base is diverse. So, and I think that helps in, in, in doing this. So, or yeah, I think so too. I don't know. We lost him, but I'm sure he'll come back. Um, I mean, maybe he had an internet issue or something. Um, that's what I would assume. Um, okay. So what do you, what did you want to show us something else after this? This is usually the length of our show right about now. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, the, the, basically um, this is, this is what I, this is kind of the way I do it for, for any different list. Um, like I said, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going for speed initially, then I'll get a big list and I'll, I'll put it together and then I'll go through it slower. And whether that's whether I'm going to names I potentially want to bid on um, um, names that names that I'm going to try to back order and pick up at all, uh, you know, without an auction. Um, but we're all, what I'm trying to do is, is trying to minimize competition really. Right. Like I'm, I'm doing things that I'm looking for, for names that aren't going to be, like, you know, I don't know a problem, like, uh, putting a back order on, on names that I know are going to get lots of bids, but I don't want to ignore the other stuff. And, and, and because that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to find undervalued stuff that nobody else is finding. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that's, that's basically, you know, the gist of what I do compared to what, I mean, and there's every, there's, um, there's great names that I, that I'll see that like, I'm, you know, I will bid on, you know, up to certain amounts because I'm, I, I think it's really great, but some of the middle tier stuff where, you know, it's good, but I can't really, I don't think it's great, but it's, you know, I'll think, well, okay, I could spend a thousand dollars on that or I can, you know, find a, use that thousand towards uh, stuff that, um, that's not on the radar. Yeah. And that's interesting because Drew would do the exact opposite. Um, And that's why I think it's so great to have both of you on together and to to do a side-by-side comparison so that folks can watch and discern 
what works for me, for my preferences, for my skill set, my education, um, and my resources for selling too. So tell me, Josh, real quick, um, tell me about um, what, when you buy these, you're thinking about who's going to buy them from you or who you're going to sell them to. Do you do outbound sales, inbound sales? What, um, how do you sell your domains? And so, in terms of how, you, how that affects your purchase process. These, these aren't, the, the kind of names that I'm generally picking up aren't the kind that you can do outbound on. Like it wouldn't be worth it. You know, there's, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's possible, but, but I don't, I don't do outbounds. Um, I, it just wouldn't be worth it. I put, what I usually do is on after Nick, definitely I put a buy it now price. Right. Okay. And then I use, uh, I use Uniregistry um, as the brokers and then I, I let them set the price. They, they, um, Dan sets the price for me. And then he, you know, then he confirms if there's an offer, if, if I'm willing to sell it. But to me, like, you know, at this level, I'm ca I, if, the more I sell, the more I'm cash flowing. Like it's, uh, and I just keep going. That's, and then that's been the model, right? I, I, I'm, I'm picking them up and I'm selling them. And, but so I, I need to put more on CEDO, but I, I was, it's, it's the, the lowest sell through rate that I have is on CEDO. So I always, I definitely get them up on after Nick with a buy now price and GoDaddy premium if they were at GoDaddy too. Some people don't think there's a difference, but it'll fast transfer kicks in right away instead of waiting for the ICANN time period to expire. So if I have a name at GoDaddy and I put it under premium listing, it can transfer out right away and it shows up in the feed. Um, so, but so I don't always, so because I don't have buy now prices on the landing page, I've sold names for a lot more than I had them listed for. So I'll have to go in and like take the listing down. People don't check. Like, like I sold a name for 10 grand that on the landing page had a, uh, had a price because every once in a while I put landing, but they paid double going through, through CEDO than what the actual price. They didn't even, they didn't even type in the, the domain <laughs> and look at it because the, the price was right there for 5,000 or something. And I had it on CEDO for 10,000 because it was, I, it was the highest you could put. And I just put a bunch in at 10,000. So that's one of the things, I mean, you will undersell, I'll undersell some that way having different prices, but the, the average person buying domains, and, and this is a testament to this, right? The average person out there buying domains has no clue what they're doing. Yeah, that is, that is true. So I think it's really neat that, and, and I think it's important to point out um, that the, hey Drew, um, that, so, died. Oh, I'm glad you're back, Drew. Um, so Josh was just saying his, um, you know, when he buys the domains, he knows that then he just basically puts them on landing pages and puts them for sale on After Nick, Cedo, GoDaddy. Um, and so I think that really is important to highlight um, that speaks to your purchasing decision. So Josh is buying domains that he's going to wait for an inbound buyer um, from, you know, who has that, who would have that habit or reach out in those ways. Whereas, well, so okay. I got to jump in real quick because it's not just that it's also marketing, right? So when I put, when I put them on after Nick with a, with a buy now price or CEDO or go to premium that, that, that name is being marketed, marketed to people that type in something similar or, or type in that 
that so so I can get impulse buys that way, right? I'm not just waiting for people to come to me because they want that specific domain. They could they could go through the registration path because now all these names are in the registration path at numerous registrars, and they're going to see it and be like, oh, you know, so I, I kind of like that. Registrar market it for you. I think that's brilliant. Let them. Right. I, I also have I also have like a like fifteen hundred names at Brand Bucket, and that's also a like like Schilling always like a boutique. Like we're boutiquing these things. You know, like it, it, we're putting them out there. There, I've and I, I've 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 sold it a lot of names at Brand Bucket. You're, we're, we're putting an image with the with the domain. I wish I wish everybody would do it. Like I wish GoDaddy in my listings or after Nick, I could put a logo and then they could go to the and see a logo because that's it is it is powerful. I think like somebody can visualize it. Like that's my business, right? That's my brand when they see something with it. But so so it's not all just the point here is that it's not just all random, like coming to me inbound. It's you're actually putting them out there and people are going through and seeing them, um, whether it's in the registration path or the landing page with the logo. So it's, it's active selling from that sense, but I'm not actually outbound because these aren't the kind of names that I would outbound. Like there's no, no way, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you have to no. yeah. I mean, And although media options isn't doing outbound, the visibility of who's coming inbound is is different. Um, is you know VCs and serial entrepreneurs and th- you know things of that nature have a different have a different path um, sometimes. Although they also go to the registrars. Um, so I think that just speaks to when you're buying and deciding how much competition you want, how much you want to pay. Um, I, I, it's so cool to see both of you and how different you are. And yet both of you are so successful at it. Um, I think we should wrap up today's show. I would love to do more and I hope that, um, Sherpa network put down what else. Josh, you- unshare your screen so we can see you again. Oh, oh good idea. Yeah. Um, your pretty face. I'll put there you go. Okay. So Josh, thank you so much. Um, thank you for, for coming in and, uh, and for your service to the community in between. <laughs> no problem. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and Drew, thanks yeah. for sharing your expertise and both of you. I know you, you might not get the auctions that you just showed everyone about. Um, thanks for doing that. Um, I think the show what, I, really I, what I put up was completely random, so I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> but, yeah. but if there's any other bidders, yeah, I'm out. So. so funny all right well let's say goodbye and we'll see y'all next time all right thanks thanks a lot see ya